0: Welcome back into Refuge Podcast. This is John, your host, and I'm so glad that you've taken time out of your day to listen to the podcast. We are in season two. We're looking at the book of James, going verse by verse, taking out some devotional thoughts as we go. I hope you're doing well, and I know that uh, for me, it's been such a crazy week. Uh, just staying busy with work and family and trying to stay up, keep my mental health intact. And so, yeah, it's just been one of those weeks. I don't know how you're doing, but uh, man, God bless you. And I hope that you can keep moving on and doing what uh, God has called you to do. And uh, we, you know, we've been looking at, uh, you know, we've been looking at in the book of James, uh, how James describes the Christian life and what it's supposed to look like. And James focuses on what I've called living life being changed from the inside out. There's an inward change that the gospel of Jesus brings to our life that changes our heart, it changes our mind, and gives us a fresh perspective, a new look on life, a kingdom perspective that changes everything about who we are as, as a person. In other words, if you think about it like this, that before you came to Jesus, before you come to Christ, the life that you lived was very much centered around yourself. And you just lived however you wanted to live. You didn't ask permission to go somewhere. You just, I, hey, my, my impulse is to go, so I'm going to go. And most of your life uh, was lived in such a way that you just did whatever you wanted to do and you didn't care what anybody thought. But the minute that you come to Christ, if you have, and if you haven't, I would highly encourage you to give your life to the Lord Jesus. Because the minute you do that, The Bible says your life's not your own. You've been bought with a price. That you become a servant of the Most High God. That now you live a life that is crucified, uh, putting off the old ways of doing things, the old ways that the world is living by. And now you live a whole new way that the Bible describes. And it is the most freeing thing. I got to tell you, I... I just enjoy having this relationship with God where I get to serve Him. I see it as a huge blessing to be able to wake up every day and enjoy moments with God throughout the day. Now, I, will, I won't say that I am always good at uh, living out this life in surrender to the Lord. Um, but it is my aim. It's, it's something I strive for as the Holy Spirit's working in me to live out the things that God has. Uh, but that I think that's part of the fun and part of the adventure is seeing how God is able to take you from a place of being so self-centered and narcissistic to being a person who is concerned not just about yourself, but the Lord Jesus and concerned about those lives that are around you, the people that are in front of you, that God has placed in your life to serve and to give your life as Jesus did. He, 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 The Bible says he came to not be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. And so James, that's what he focuses on. And so we're in chapter two, and we're going to look at today, James picks up that theme again, like he did before of, if you have faith in Jesus, in the finished work of what Jesus has done and that your salvation was purchased for you, that you did nothing to deserve it, you couldn't earn it, it was given to you by grace, it was a gift of God, yet you have works that follow the grace that's been given. And even the work is is a gift of grace because God gives us the ability to do the things that that we need to do. But what James, it's interesting, James is going to challenge each of us to not be deceived into thinking that we can continue to live a life that we want to live the way we did before we came to Jesus. You can't come to God and say that you are a follower of Jesus and not follow. Jesus' followers are followers, disciples, people who are submitted to the King, surrendered fully and wholeheartedly. And if there's any part of our life that's not, we need to check it and make sure that we bring ourselves into submission to the Lord Jesus. And so James, that's really where he puts his finger for the rest of chapter 2. And so that's what we're going to look at. And let's challenge ourselves in this. Let's make sure that we're not just reading scripture and saying, yeah, I I know somebody that is like that. Boy, they talk about God, but man, their life doesn't look anything like it. Let's look at ourselves right now and say, Jesus, do do I fully love you? Am I fully surrendered to you? Is my life devoted to the things of God? So let's look at this, verse 14. What does it profit, my brothers, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can faith save him? If a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you says to them, depart in peace, be warmed and filled, but you do not give them the things which are needed for the body, what does it profit? Likewise, was not Rahab the harlot also justified by works when she received the messengers and sent them out another way? For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. This is an interesting debate that happens in the church often. But James dips back into the Old Testament to show us that God has always honored people who trust him by faith and who, when they have faith in God, it always led to a changed life. It led to outward action. And so we can't, so I, one of the things I was thinking about is we can't divorce uh, faith from works. And I think many are, you know, caught in this dilemma of, wait a minute. So I thought that coming to Christ was all faith. And then everything after that is just faith. I didn't have to do anything. And then on the other side, you have people who say, well, you know, you have to work, you have to sweat, you have to toil to get God's attention and get God's approval. And the frustrating part of that is there is truth on both sides. Not in the sense of you have to work to get God's attention or that faith is absent of works. No, no. The interesting thing that James brings up here is like Abraham, like Rahab, both of them knew that God was up to something and that God was working and God was moving and God had a plan and God was actively pursuing them and laying out what he wanted for their lives. And because of that knowledge and the confidence they had in God, that he was going to do what he said, they responded with faith and action. And you will see throughout each of the the people, even from the Old Testament to the New Testament, that believed God, that faith always thrust people into action to do things that were daring, to do things that were beyond their abilities. That faith always, in God always pushed people into a life that was bigger than them. That, that's probably the best way that I can describe it. That a life of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ will always take us to places that we would have never thought we would be, never dreamed we would be. That God will do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or think. And, and for Abraham... The the, the story that's brought up here by James, that faith working was when God had called him to take his son Isaac, the son that was promised. Remember, Abraham was so uh, confident that God would save his son when he had called him to lay him on the altar of sacrifice. God told him, take Isaac, your only son, whom you love, and go to a place that I show you and sacrifice And Abraham was so confident that God could even raise him from the dead that he trusted in God to lay down the very thing that meant the most to him. And Rahab, in the face of, you know, being found out that she was holding the spies, she was willing to put her faith into action in order to do the will of God. So here's my challenge for you. And this is something that you can think about as you do your devotions this week. Does your faith in Jesus take you to places that are challenging you out of apathy and out of a place of just doing the normal routines of life? Does the your faith in Jesus is it taking you to places that's challenging you to get out of your comfort zone? To live things and do things that please the Lord? That reach people? That puts you in uncomfortable positions in order to honor the Lord in what you do? And, I, you know, I want to pray for you this week that, that God would help you. I'm praying that God would help me. That... My faith in Jesus would allow me to step out onto the waters like Israel did and to watch God part the sea. Because you notice throughout the Bible, these people that lived by faith always led them to places where they had to actively pursue God in ways that took them beyond the comforts and ease of life. And my prayer is for not just the American church, but the body of Christ across the world, that our faith would lead us to activity that goes beyond the bounds of what people see as normal religion and takes us to places that God has for us in the future God bless.